0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. We're here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And well, on tonight's show, we actually will talk about one particular mistake that the Cowboys should avoid versus the Raiders on Sunday. The Raiders made this mistake and they paid for it. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about what Ezekiel Elliott had to say regarding the Cowboys' aggressiveness on fourth down and why I believe it is very important. And not only that, but actually they improved drastically versus the Falcons in this very key stat. So thank you guys for being here. Uh, I hope we're having a great, what is it? Uh, Tuesday night. I hope you're having a great Tuesday night. I hope you're wondering as I am and I will be a little bit distracted by that you know throughout the entire episode in the back of my mind my brain will be processing that Spider-Man trailer. I really don't know if there are actually going if you're actually going to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield on that movie. I hope we do and I'm sorry for the sidetrack but I just that's on my mind right now guys. That is on my mind. Let me know if you have any kind of chats or thoughts in the chat. Are we going to see those guys or not? And But don't worry, we'll talk more about the Dallas Cowboys than we will the actual Spider-Man trailer. But that, that's in the back of my mind right now. Anyways, what is up, Burner Account, saying this is the best way to end the day. Hey, I appreciate you. The Kiddity Sunday says Tom Down is Burner Account, and this is a bold strategy, but I agree. is to score more points than Kansas City. Thank you for your comment. Jeff says, Mauricio with the fresh cut. Not really, but I appreciate it though. I appreciate it though. Thank you, Jeff. Dallas Young also, what is up over at YouTube? And of course, Ryan saying big show mo. What is up, guys? Let's get started, shall we? Let's start the show officially. And let's talk about the one mistake that the Cowboys must avoid versus the Raiders. And it is actually quite simple. We'll talk about it. Let's go. everyone. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. We have a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, for more Mavericks content. We want to be your one stop for Dallas Sports Content, so make sure you check that out once the show is over. There are actually some new articles up there. I will have some tomorrow. I will write one between tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. I'm not quite sure yet on my Isaac Alarcón interview that it's already published. It's in Spanish. In case you want to check it out, you can do so. Um, I will share my link. Uh, I will share the link to the video on my Twitter account or also. Like you guys can find it if you want to on Primero Cowboys. That is my Facebook page that it's completely in Spanish. But in case you guys are interested in listening to that and listening to what Cowboys offensive tackle Isaac Alarcón had to say about his time with the team and of course his important preseason, he has some cool stories on Dak Prescott and Lyle Collins that we actually discussed on this show. But hey, Make sure you check that out as well. I'm so excited about it. Uh, people are enjoying it, and there are a lot of Cowboys fans in Mexico, and people are enjoying the heck out of listening to the Mexican player that is on the Dallas Cowboys. Really enjoyed that interview. So, in case you want to check it out, I will try to give you the link before I leave you guys on tonight's episode here on the live chat. I will try to to make you um, to give you that link so you can check it out. So, big show tonight. We need to talk about. The Cowboys on fourth down. Then we'll move on to an early look at the Chiefs. And why I believe that the Cowboys should just really, it is really simple, but you would be surprised at how the Raiders approached the Chiefs. We will talk about what has worked versus the Chiefs offense. And the Raiders basically did, they found, they scouted the Chiefs, right? I think this is what the Raiders process looked like. They scouted the Chiefs games and they figured out what was working against that offense. And then they decided, for some reason, to do the exact opposite. I really don't get it, but we'll talk about it later uh, tonight on the show. Biggest game of the year is Dallas Junk. I actually agree with that. I I think not in terms of importance for the Cowboys, because in terms of importance, it's not even a conference game. So when it comes to the tiebreakers and all of that, Maybe it's not that important, but in terms of really finding out what this Cowboys team is all about, I believe this could be the toughest game left. Either it is this one or it is the Arizona Cardinals in week 16, because that could have important implications in terms of the NFC sitting, right? Uh, Charles Moore over at Facebook saying, I am not worried about the Chiefs, Sorry, Pat Mahomes not looking that great. We will knock him down a few times and he gets nervous. So we are good there. Patrick Mahomes, uh, I am worried about facing Patrick Mahomes. I will tell you that. I will tell you that. Uh, Burn your account with a quick question here. Mo, who is your all-time favorite cowboy? So as you guys know, I'm 22 years old. So I really don't want to answer like an old timer because I, I will stick to the players that I have actually seen throughout their careers. For a long time it has been Jason Witten. I I think that if you ask me what is who is one player that made you fall in love with football, I would say Jason Witten because as a kid I just remember opening YouTube about three times per day to watch the the, the catch in which the Eagles just take his helmet off. So I don't know. I think that it is Jason Witten. That has been my answer for my for most of my life, right? Little by little, though, like I'm starting to believe that it is kind of Dak Prescott. <laughs> I know it's early in his career, so I don't want him to make him my. I don't want to make him my official answer. But I'm feeling pretty confident that in a few years that will actually be my official answer because before it was Jason Witten and Tony Romo. Now, Dak Prescott is, you know, making some big strides in that conversation. At least for me, actually. Thank you to the people who are sharing their own answers. Uh, Paco says, "That's Bryant." Mine is Troy Aikman. Says uh, Paco. Larry Allen says, "Burner account." The man was human, brings trunk. Hey, Larry Allen is one of those guys that I watched the basically all of his highlights, even though I didn't get to see him in an actual game, right? Uh, Dallas Junk says DeMarco Murray. What the says Tony Der First player in NFL history to get 99 yards, uh, a 99 yard touchdown run. Mine was Emmett Smith says Charles Moore. Hey, if you guys got to see those 90s teams, like I don't know how it cannot be one of those guys. Beryl Killer says, Well, I'm an old timer, 67 years old, and I've seen them all. But my. Oh! Oh, now this is an impressive comment here for primetime. Beryl Killer says that he is 67 years old and that he is an old timer, but that his favorite cowboy ever, all time, is Rain Dakota Prescott. Hey, I love this comment, actually. All these years and there is nobody like him. Oh, that I am blown away by this comment because usually uh, old timers, like Beryl called himself there, prefer the players that have been to the Super Bowl, right? Like, for example, Troy Eggman that won these football team, three of them. Uh, Emmett Smith, maybe Michael Irvin. Guys like that. Ed Tuttle Jones is a good answer, Or Randy White, says Robert Clark. Wow. We're seeing a lot of different comments, but I'm surprised by an old-timer, like Beryl said, picking Dak Prescott as his favorite cowboy ever. That really speaks volumes as to what our expectations are for Prescott. Listen, there are a lot of variables that go into actually winning a Super Bowl. It is definitely not a player accomplishment. It is a team accomplishment. But I strongly believe that Dak Prescott at one point in his career is going to get one. And I believe it's going to be with the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he's going to be able to be a franchise player for this football team. I strongly believe that for Dak Prescott, like Dak Prescott, He is one of those guys that you feel like not only is a baller on the field, but he has that it factor, right? How many things have we heard about Dak Prescott that made you, you know, believe or maybe sometimes remember Tom Brady because of that, right? Like this guy has something special. So I I like that answer. Charles Haley, uh, a good answer. Blade over at Facebook saying, mine is Drew Pearson, great player as well. And it was super emotional to see him. Uh, Being inducted into the hall of fame but enough about the yesterday enough about uh players of all let's talk about the 2021 dallas cowboys and before we move on into the one mistake that the cowboys need to avoid versus the chiefs and how they should play against this football team i wanted to talk quickly about what ezekiel elliott had to say about the cowboys going for it on fourth down because he said that hey and i'm paraphrasing here because I, i don't have the exact quote Actually, let me see if I can find it real quick. But Ezekiel Elliott talked about the Cowboys going for it on four down. As you guys know, that has been a trend for this football team. And even though they struggled versus the Broncos executing on fourth down, they actually continued to do so to go for it versus the Falcons. Many people speculated on whether that was because Rex Sarland was not available or not. I believe that it it, it was a factor, but I believe that the Cowboys would have still gone for it if he had been active and not being on the COVID-19 list. But the Cowboys executed so much better versus the Falcons. To be fair, it was Atlanta's defense, and it has been a poor defense all year long. But listen, here's what Ezekiel Elliott had to say, and this is coming from the Dallas Morning News, John Makota. No, I, I, I just fooled you there. It is not from the Dallas Morning News. He is from The Athletic. And he said, Ezekiel Elliott said, we're going to play aggressive. That's our mentality. That's how we're going to play football. We play aggressive on the field, with the call, everything. If you don't like it, it's whatever. That's how we rolling. That's what Ezekiel Elliott had to say about the Cowboys fourth down attempts. And I got to say, you got to love it. As you guys know, I'm very pro I am pro going for it in the NFL. The Cowboys went 3 for 3 in this attempt versus the Falcons, but they still rank 20th in the NFL in fourth down conversion rate. I think it is worth noting though that it is hard to predict fourth down conversion rate just like it is hard to predict even third down conversion rate. Like these stats tend to be very volatile throughout the entire season for any NFL team that you pick. And that's why there has been this emphasis around the NFL on being more efficient on early downs, because if you are aggressive on first down and second down and try to avoid third downs altogether, you are going to be better off in the long run. I know that sounds stupidly simple, but you still have teams running the football on second and long at very high rates when they should be throwing the football. Like, if you believe that avoiding teardowns is good, everyone... we can I we struggled a little bit there with the with the camera I think we're back though I think we're back and we're good sorry about that sorry about that small bump over there in the in the YouTube stream and also in the Facebook stream if I'm not mistaken. but we are back I believe that we are back anyways like we were saying you might have teams that acknowledge that, hey, avoiding third downs is good, but they're still running the football on second and seven, on second and 10, and things like that, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're good now, thank you to Tommy, and thank you to uh, everyone who was, in <laughs> acid <laughs> flashback, yeah, no, we're, <laughs> thank you, Beryl. <girl. laughs> we're back, though, we're back, all right, so the Cowboys are Fifth in the NFL on third down, they are 20th in the NFL in fourth down conversion rate at 47%. It is important to note, that was a funny comment by Earl. Uh, it is important to note two things. The unpredictability of these stats that we're talking about, and also the fact that, and these go together hand in hand, there is a small sample size to evaluate when it comes to fourth down attempts. But so far, the Cowboys are being aggressive on fourth down. If you look at the numbers, this is one of the most aggressive teams, actually, in making that decision to go for it. And beyond the numbers, like we can talk about why it makes sense numerically to go for it and look for that touchdown instead of settling for three, for example, or punting near midfield. We can talk about those numbers and weird probabilities. By now, you've probably heard of them. But I also like what Ezekiel Elliott had to say because he was talking about mentality. And I do think that it helps the football team reach an identity of being this aggressive. And it's as simple as believing and the players believing like we are better than the other team that, that's lined up across from us. So we are going to get this first down. And if the coaching staff is consistent with it, and so far mostly they have been consistent with their fourth down decision making I believe it really helps the Cowboys set the tone and the players buy into this. Like think about football players, they're aggressive, they know what they want. And I think that they appreciate a lot that the Cowboys coaches are being confident in their talents to get that first down, right? And move the chains. It. It's not about numbers. It's not only about numbers. It's about the team reaching this mentality, I believe. And also if you think about it, if the team knows that it is more likely than not that we're going for it, if it's fourth and short or even fourth and medium, if they know they're going to go for it, it really opens up the playbook for second and long, for third and long, because you know that you have another down. You know that you're going to go for it. So it it opens up things, even for Kellen Moore as a play caller. And so far, the Cowboys have been consistent with it. I hope they continue to do so. Let's see. Tommy says they are being... Very aggressive on further down. Anger almost never gets on the field. Well, maybe as a holder on field goals and X points. Now, Burner account says, still worried about Dallas' ability to generate consistent pressure. I 100% agree with that. I think that is still a concern. And we're still, we still have to, you know, we still have to wait for Marcus Lawrence to come back and Neville Gallimore. And let's see how Hill looks. I think he had a decent game on Sunday, but he didn't play that much. But anyways, now let's move on into the Chiefs game. I know it's Tuesday, but man, this is such an exciting game that since yesterday, we were already discussing this game here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. It's just, it has a big game feel to it, right? Now, here's what I wanted to start the conversation with. Here's what I wanted to start the, the conversation with. The Kansas City Chiefs have not been as explosive so far this season. They're still very efficient. Make no mistake about that. The, the, during the first few weeks of the season, they were turning the ball over and they were getting absolutely destroyed on defense. We'll talk about defense later. For now, let's focus on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelce, Tyreek Hill, all of these guys. They were turning the ball over. Other than that, they were leaders in success rate They were leaders in advanced stats like EPA or DVOA or all of those efficiency stats. Patrick Mahomes was leading the NFL in quarterback rating, which might not be as important, but it still factors in into everything that the Chiefs were doing right. But they were turning the ball over. If they tightened things up and they stopped giving away the football, they were going to get better. But then weeks five through eight, more or less, They started struggling, even moving the chains. But still, at this point, after 10 weeks of the season, they lead the NFL in first down per place. They lead the NFL in drives that result in a first down or a touchdown. We talked about that last night. This is still a dangerous offense. What teams have taken away from them consistently, though, are big plays. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Most People will just simplify it, and I think it is fair to simplify it, but we'll talk about more details here in the show. Most teams are playing them with split safeties. They are putting two deep coverages, and that's not only cover two. That includes coverages like cover six, like cover four, coverages that include having two safeties up there with the middle of the field open, right, more or less, instead of having one a, a single high defense like cover one, right? Mostly that's what kept that. That's what it has kept the Chiefs from finding big plays. And actually, the Chiefs are facing way more zone coverage, and that has limited the Chiefs as well. They're right now, according to some stats, and this is from last week. I don't know how it changed from the Raiders game up to now, but before the Raiders game, they were facing defensive zone coverages in about 70% of the plays. And that was messing a little bit with the Chiefs' rhythm, right? In the Ravens game, for example, they were playing, and I watched the Ravens game this morning, the Chiefs-Ravens game at the beginning of the season. The Chiefs were out there throwing a lot of man beaters, man-to-man coverage beaters. But the Ravens were actually playing a lot of zone, and that sort of caught, caught them off guard. But anyways, there are some things that have worked against the Chiefs. Number 1 I think would be the split safeties that we talked about already. Number 2 would be no blitzing. Teams are not blitzing Patrick Mahomes and they are they, and they are being smart about it I believe because if you if you blitz Patrick Mahomes he's going to he's going to hurt you. He's going to extend the play and he's going to find someone out there. Instead teams are blitzing very little against Patrick Mahomes. In very few plays do they do they send that Fifth man. Instead, they're dropping guys in coverage. And at times, Patrick Mahomes is actually dealing with only three man pressures. I don't like three-man pressure. I don't like that at all. I would just like the Cowboys if they go at him with four guys, but avoid blitzing because Patrick Mahomes has struggled a little bit more without blitz than with blitz. He, he is very dangerous if you blitz him. Now, other things, smaller things that that opposing defenses have done versus this Chiefs team hitting Travis Kelce at the line of scrimmage, putting someone in there who can just try to knock him at the line of scrimmage and disrupt his timing with Patrick Mahomes. That is something that just about every team that has faced the Chiefs offense has done. Whether it is with a safety or a cornerback or even a linebacker, even if he's not assigned to Travis Kelce, they're just trying to hit him out of the line of scrimmage. And of course, and this is a very logical one, but having someone on top of Tyreek Hill, you cannot just get beat deep by Tyreek Hill, and teams are making sure that the Chiefs don't beat him that way. All of these that I just told you, all of these that I just laid out for you, and of course, things are way more complex than this, and we're not NFL coaches, so there are a lot of things that we don't even know about, probably. The Raiders did none of these things. The Raiders rarely hit Travis Kelce at the line of scrimmage, and surprisingly, the Raiders avoided playing deep two coverages, two deep coverages, all game long. They avoided it altogether. They were out there playing cover tree, which is the Raiders' strength. But I think that you would agree with me that if you're facing Kansas City, you might be a little bit smart to walk away from your usual coverages and try to, you know, adapt to the situation that you're facing. The Raiders were out there playing cover tree for most of the plays with a single high safety And sometimes they were playing too deep, but most of those times came in third and long situations when it was fairly obvious that the Chiefs were going to throw deep. The Cowboys cannot let that mistake happen against them. And it is important for the Cowboys in specific because Dan Quinn has played a lot of single high coverage this season. and a lot of man- and demand and courage. But yeah, that ha ah, I hate I hate it when this happens because I don't know why why it happens. But I think that we're back once again. Now I would one hundred percent expect Dan Queen to adapt to the situation. I'm not using Comcast, I really don't know. What's going on here? But I think we're back. I'm using the same internet as always. I don't. I don't know what's go, what's going on. But anyways, back to the point. I fully expect Dan Quinn deserves our trust that he will adapt his game plan to the Chiefs because so far he has done this masterfully. Versus the Vikings, for example, the the Cowboys actually walked away from their usual game plans and they were playing in a very different coverages and schemes versus the Vikings because they knew that they had to deal with those big time receivers, right? Like Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and even KJ Osborne. I I would expect something similar versus the Chiefs, not in terms of it being the same game plan, but in terms of the Chiefs dealing with the Chiefs' strengths and playing a lot of cover two, maybe a lot of cover four or two deep coverages, whatever it is. And actually, even when the when the Cowboys play single high, something that has been very interesting to see. Do you guys know? I, I would assume many of you know, and many of you don't. Uh, a lot of people do not know X's and O's. Myself, I, I have learned about X's and O's fairly recently, to be honest with you guys. But Cover One, a lot of times, works with a single high safety. That is what where the one comes from. He's up there alone, and then an underneath. Some some of robber, right? Like who's beneath and underneath coverage, below the safety, trying to take away crossers and things like that. We have seen teams play that same scheme versus the Chiefs, but in which the underneath defender is out there 10 to 12 yards deep because that underneath defender is actually taking away like intermediate routes or deep routes. And then the safety is even higher than that. He's not out there. So the the robber is not out there working in run support. We have seen a lot of that. And I think that the Cowboys will show us that. But the point here is the Cowboys should avoid playing to their strengths and instead adapt to the Chiefs, in my opinion, and do what has worked for a lot of teams this season against the Chiefs. Now, that does not mean that Kansas City... Is not going to move the ball if the Cowboys play them this way. But that means that the Cowboys are going to force Patrick Mahomes to be a little bit more patient to put together more extended drives. I think, I don't remember what the number is, but the Chiefs are about at one yard less per attempt than they were in 2020 or 2019 right now. And they are actually at a higher number of plays per drive than in previous seasons. Even though they are still very efficient They are being forced to play without those big-time plays that they have been putting together in 2020 and in 2019. Don't be surprised if the Chiefs come out there with a heavier run game than expected because I believe that they anticipate the Cowboys playing this way, playing in too deep coverage because, as I said, the Chiefs kind of woke up versus the Raiders, but it also has a lot to do with the fact that the Raiders like Big Fan said about the Cowboys, right? Like the Raiders did not play the Chiefs the right way. Well, it's time for the Cowboys to play the Chiefs the right way. Anyways, uh, Tom Downey's burner account says, I heard a rumor that when Parsons left for kindergarten, he told his dad that he was the man of the house now. <laughs> uh, Tom Downey's burner account also says, I don't know if Kellen Moore even chaves. Hey, Kellen Moore the kid and Dan Quinn the bad great person is It is quite amazing, and this is a big reason for the Cowboys' success in 2021 to have two coordinators that are willing to aggressively adapt. This has been the story of the 2021 Cowboys, and fans should really appreciate that because not a lot of coaching staffs do that, even in today's NFL. But Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are being one of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys are so Uh, efficient right now so my question for me to you guys is who are you the most concerned about facing in the Chiefs offense are you most concerned about facing Tyreek Hill or are you more scared about facing Travis Kelce because both are big time playmakers but who are you the most concerned about in this game between these two guys I believe that's an interesting question and it is Low-key, a question that the Cowboys themselves and every team that faces the Chiefs will have to answer. Ninja says they don't have the defense to slow us down, though. They will probably try to outscore us, says Ninja. I I assure you they will, definitely. And I agree with that. The Chiefs' defense, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as well in a a few moments. Let's punch the Chiefs in the mouth, says Charles Moore. Hey, they did that versus the Falcons. The Chiefs are obviously a, a more complicated opponent, But I believe that the Cowboys can win in the trenches. I believe that the Cowboys can out-physical the Chiefs within the trenches. Now, let's see some of these answers. Uh, Joshua Davis, kind of cheating there, but saying both. (laughs) Uh, Concerned about Mahomes is Tom down his burner account. Tina says, Hill. Robert says, Kelchi. He's tearing stuff up. Dallas John goes with Tyreek. Kelchi, Kelchi. Neither one, says Kenneth. Hey, that's a confident answer. But that's not an answer that I, that I, that I would share with Kenneth. I appreciate the optimism, though. Uh, I am concerned about Hill Moore. He can hurt you in so many ways. Is Charles Moore. I am concerned like about both as well. And I'm sure everyone is concerned about both. But if I had to answer one of these guys, I would answer Travis Kelce. And the reason is, part of what Richard is saying, that Kelce is the most versatile, but Hill's speed is scary. I'm concerned about Kelce in specific because the Cowboys have struggled against tight ends. And this is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. In my opinion, actually, he still has that title. I still believe that Travis Kelce is the best tight end in the NFL. I know that the conversation is close between Darren Waller, uh, George Kittle, players like that. But my answer would still be Travis Kelce for the best tight end in the NFL. And the Cowboys have struggled a little bit against him. We talked about teams bumping Travis Kelce at the line of scrimmage. And I think about the Cowboys guys who could do that. And there are a lot of them. I would expect, for example, Jaron Kears to be involved in hitting Kelch at the line of scrimmage. Or maybe even Donovan Wilson, who's playing a lot, by the way. 94% of the plays versus the Falcons had Donovan Wilson out there. And he, and you will see some plays if you watch the replay in which Donovan Wilson is actually Not only working as a strong safety, but also up high as a free safety. The safeties will be a key once again for this game. And I'm just blown away by the fact that the Cowboys have four good safeties on their team. Four good safeties. We were not used to having one good safety. And now the Cowboys have Cassie. They have Hooker, Wilson, and Kears. That is a group of players. And that is why we have seen a lot of these Big nickel package as well, in which the Cowboys put out uh, three safeties. Kier is going to be huge in this one, says Dallas Young. And I agree. Also, Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson, maybe, Wilson has been injured, and I think that we have taken some credit away from him, but he's not afraid to be physical. We can't give up the big plays, says Thomas. And I agree with that. The Cowboys need to follow. The blueprint, and I hate the word blueprint because I'm not saying that if you follow and you play these coverages, then you will beat the Chiefs. But it is true that teams are playing the Chiefs with two deep coverages at an historic rate. And they're blitzing the Chiefs way little. And that has worked to avoid the big plays that Thomas is mentioning in the chat. The Cowboys need to do this. They have to stay away from what the Raiders did. The Raiders decided, you know what? We're going to play to our strengths. And that was clearly a mistake for them. Burner account, something tells me that this is a biased take from Tom Downey's burner account. I don't know what gives me this idea, that this might be a biased comment. But he says that Jeremy Sprinkle is better than Travis Kelce. That sounds... A little bit biased, maybe. <laughs> I know it's a joke. Don't worry. Carl says, Diggs has to make some big plays. And someone says, I think uh, it was Tina Santiago, Kirsten Diggs can cover Kelchi. Oh, hopefully. Uh, I just don't want them to, you know, forget about the rest of the Chiefs' offense, which is the danger with this kind of team. Hopefully, though, the Chiefs are a little bit insistent. They have been so far in remaining. At, at such a pass-happy rate. And that that has, you, you might make the argument that that might be working against them at times even. Let's see if they don't try to run at the Cowboys even more than we would expect them to. Who do you think is going to cover Hill, says TC915? I would believe that they're always going to have a safety on top of him. And at cornerback, I don't think that it will be Travon Dix. I th- think that it, Anthony Brown or even like Lewis himself like I don't I, I, I don't think that it's Dix. that is all that I know I really would not be able to tell you if it will be Jordan Lewis or, or Anthony Brown on, on Travis Kelce most of the game on Tyreek Hill excuse me most of the game but I'm pretty confident that it won't be Travon Dix. I really don't think it will be that uh I think that it's AB or Jalu like people are saying in the chat right now. I agree with that. I expect the Cowboys to not put Trevon Diggs on him. I will say that. Uh, the Chiefs have not been in have been in, have been, in, been inconsistencies, can And that is right. They have been. And what I hope happens and what would be amazing for the Cowboys to happen next Sunday is that They played them the right way again, and the Chiefs continue to struggle on offense like they were doing since week five. Let's hope that they looked as well as they did on Sunday night because the Raiders played them the wrong way. Because they did. Make no mistake about it. The Raiders played the Chiefs the wrong way. They did the opposite of what teams have been finding success against them, right? Anyways. What role does Parsons play, especially since we probably shouldn't blitz Kansas City since AJ? I don't think, and at at this point, I I will not be surprised by anything that they actually do, but I I would be surprised if they put him at defensive end in a primary role. Like, I would expect the Cowboys to keep trusting their backup defensive ends like they did versus the Falcons because the Chiefs are somewhat vulnerable at offensive line. They have been a little bit... They have been dealing with injuries and they have been dealing with this problem of gelling with each other after so many changes at their offensive line. Because remember that during the offseason, the Chiefs really rebuilt their, their unit in the trenches. So I would expect Parsons to be out there at linebacker first and foremost. Uncle Charles saying, great work, bro. I'm hoping this is our year. Hey, thank you for listening to the show and thank you for being here and your support. Charlene's back, right? Says Beryl Killer. I believe that that is the expectation. I don't think that it is official yet, but someone reported, I think it was Michael Gelkin, he reported that they do expect him back this season, which means that he will likely be back. And hey, in these kind of games, it will be important because this is one of those games that can that can go down to the wire. Michael Gelkin tweeted out three hours ago, Cowboys expect Greg Sarling COVID-19 to return versus Chiefs. Even so, they're keeping kicker Lirim Harulahu close by. He was one of four practice squad players whom team protected this week. So there you go with the kicker news and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Young says keep Lirim. Looks like they are keeping him at least for a while. We'll see. Parsons need to stay a linebacker primarily and at edge in pass, on pass rush situations, which is more or less what they have done so far. Let Parsons play whatever. So if he wants to play wide receiver, let him, says Tom his burner account. Hey, that is Connor McGarvin's spot now. He is the wide receiver of this football team. Anyways, before I leave you guys tonight, one more comment. We talked about the Cowboys being number tied for third in the NFC odds last night. We talked about that. But the Rams got absolutely destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers, and the odds have changed. The Cowboys are now tied for second in the betting world to win the NFC. They are tied for second. Now, the actual odds didn't change for the Cowboys. They're still plus 400. If you bet 100 bucks on the Cowboys to win the NFC, you would win 400 per each hundred that you're betting. That was good for third tied with the Packers last night. Now, the Rams are all the way down at number four. Because you have the Bucs as a favorites, then the Packers and the Cowboys tied at second, and the Rams come in at number four. Big change for the Rams, to be honest. And I think that it has to do with the fact that they are also fighting for the division. So that makes their path to the NFC Championship game a little bit more complicated than the Packers, who have their division in the in the back, the Bucks, who also basically have their division in the back, and the Cowboys who are even in a more favorable situation. So my question from me to you guys is, are the Cowboys, and you have four options for this one, because they are tied with the Packers in odds to win the NFC Championship. Are the Cowboys slightly worse, significantly worse, slightly better, or significantly better than the Packers? They are, according to the betting markets, they are tied at two to win the NFC. So my question is: Are they slightly worse, significantly worse, slightly better, or significantly better than the Green Bay Packers? So basically, a multiple-answer question. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on this. Uh, someone is gonna play McGovern in fantasy. Just thumb down his burner account. I will pick him up on waivers. Modelo Times says, Connor makes the game-winning touchdown catch in the Super Bowl. Can you imagine that? Hand it to McGovern. Dallas Junk says, playoff voting started today. Go vote for some Cowboys. Oh, Pro Bowl voting, I think, is what Dallas Junk meant there in the chat. Let's see your answers. I'm interested about this. Uh, A lot better, says uh, Tommy. Right now, slightly worse, says Tom Downey. Slightly better, slightly better. AJ goes with slightly better at every position except quarterback and wide receiver one. A lot better, slightly better. Hey, I think it's it's fair. All of these answers are fair. Even slightly worse is fair. I don't agree with it, but it's, it's, it's fair. The chat mentions and agrees more or less than the Cowboys are slightly better. That is the most popular answer so far in the chat. I will tell you what. I believe that the Cowboys are slightly better. I'm not ready to say that they're significantly better. I would like to say that, and if I would, I would put the defense as an example, as an argument, excuse me, because the fact that the Cowboys have these kind of defensive numbers, and in case you missed last night's show, I will share this number with you again, but the number of series, the percentage of series of opponents that do not end on a touchdown or a first down if you take a look at that stat the Cowboys rank number four in the NFL and the defenses that they rank among um, among in like these are legit defenses Bills are number one the Panthers are number two the Sean Payton Saints are number three Steelers at five Cardinals Patriots Broncos Ravens and and Bengals mostly these are legit defenses it also has to do with opponents that they have played but hey I like where the Cowboys are at defensively. And that is something that I cannot say about the Packers. What is up from Medellin? Thank you for being here. We have people from Medellin. I really appreciate that. Carl says that wide receiver core is better. Says Carl, are we talking about the Cowboys wide receiver core or the Packers wide receiver core? Because I do think that the Cowboys have the edge there. Uh, all the respect to to Devante Adams. I think that he's the best wide receiver on both of these teams but if we're talking about the entire position group I would say that the Cowboys have the edge there we are better than the Chiefs says Ninja are the Chiefs explosive? yes but we are better and a more well-rounded team I think that is true as well Uh, and we'll talk more about the Chiefs defense tomorrow night because statistically sure the Chiefs are a bad defense right now but they are getting healthier they are getting players back and they got Melvin Ingram via trade. We wanted Melvin Ingram on the Cowboys here on ADC Sports Primetime. But defensively, they might improve. It's a tough test to improve versus the Cowboys, though. They have looked more or less as a decent defense versus the Giants, who don't have strength at offensive line. They have some playmakers, but their offensive line is quite bad. They played well versus the Packers that did not have Aaron Rodgers, and they played well versus the Raiders, who are an inconsistent team. This is a this is a tough test for the Chiefs. And there's a reason why the Chiefs opened at minus one and a half versus versus the Cowboys. Like that is a low number to be a home team. Now that number has been pushed up higher by now. I think that it's still sitting at two. It might already be at two and a half, which would make sense. Like the betting markets will not let the Chiefs be one and a half point favorites at home. Even as bad as they have looked against the spread, the Chiefs are going to be, maybe I would expect them to close at number three. And if they don't, I think it's a good sign for the Cowboys. I think that if the Chiefs spread is not pushed up to minus three, I think that that is the betting markets telling us that the Cowboys are actually going to win this football game. That's what I would expect. Damn, that spread dropped. Says Tom down his burner account went from seven and a half during the preseason, the look ahead line, all the way down to currently sitting at minus two and a half. And I think that is for two reasons. Of course, the, the Chiefs have disappointed, and the Cowboys have exceeded basically all of the expectations. Anyways, I never bet my whole life till this year. Says Beryl Killer. I put one or two hundred every week on the voice, and they have covered every time except Denver. Yes, indeed, I am a believer. Now, Burl, I love that you're winning money with the Cowboys. I do love that. Just be careful about the regression. Be careful about the regression because rarely will you see teams going uh, 15 and two versus the versus the betting spread. Right? Like I, I, I tell you this truthfully. Be careful about that. Don't. Don't bet the Cowboys spread every every week unless you're like willing to lose the money. But rarely will we see teams cover the spread most of the season. Mostly they will regress to close to 500. So let's just let's just be careful. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Uh, that will be it for me tonight. I will share. Let me see if I can. For those of you who are interested, let me get you the interview with Isaac Alarcón. Now it's in Spanish, so maybe most of you will not actually uh, be interested in in watching it. But either way, I will share with you this interview right here in the chat, in case you guys are. And I will write an article about this for ADC Sports Dallas. So in case you don't watch it, I'm going to write an, an article in English with Cowboys, offensive tackle Isaac Alarcon in in case you want to check that out. Anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining the show. I am here Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys and Mavericks content. We are here every night at 8 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, we have one cool thing. So start thinking about yours. One cool thing from your week, whether it's a personal thing, a sports related thing, whatever you want to do, make sure you think about that one cool thing. And I will see you tomorrow night. And we will have that segment as every Wednesday. Tommy says, yo hablo español. So Tommy will be able to watch the show. Thank you guys. Thank you for all of your comments and for your support. Make sure you hit the like button. If you like the show, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share it as well. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, Let your friends know about Primetime. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.